0: Welcome back to High School Backups Podcast. This is episode 76. We've been doing this for a long time. Uh I'm here host today. I'm Kyle along with Austin, Justin, and sexy man Steve down there in the corner. I don't know what the hell he's doing, but that was my best light skin stare. <laughs> we have a great <laughs> episode for you guys today going over lots of football. Uh but before we get into NFL news, we have a couple other things to go over. First, in devastating fashion, uh, the Women's World Cup is still going on, but unfortunately, the U.S. national team has been eliminated. This is their earliest they've ever been eliminated in the Women's World Cup history. Uh, What do you think, boys? What are our thoughts on this? I've heard a lot
1: about how, I mean, in terms of, because I started looking back at their games from their previous World Cup victory, and I definitely saw in this World Cup, Part of the team that maybe, I mean, you know, it can kind of happen. You're a very dominant team. The thing is, every year in any kind of sport, you're going to have a dominant team that is highly favorited that is unfortunately just going to unravel it themselves. They're still a very talented team, but it can just happen. You can get in your own way. You look at the Ravens a couple years ago. They were, like, 14-2 and two and had the best, had, like, top five offense and defense, and they just, like, unraveled because they just couldn't stop a running back. So it's... I mean it, it just kinda happens that they uh that they just kind of got in their own way and I think I just got the yips, but you know, they didn't look like the truly dominant team that they were in the last World Cup.
0: Yeah, it's pretty unfortunate. Um it's really sad for us Americans over here. I have seen a lot of people going on saying how they're happy that the national team lost. And I think that's absolutely ridiculous, regardless of what political party you stand on, to willingly cheer for the team representing your country to lose. I think that is downright stupid, but I'm not going to get political because I'll just rant for hours if I do. So any other... Is this now the
2: politics podcast?
0: Uh, stop it, Austin. <laughs> you and what I. Is, what's the election rig? We're <laughs> going to talk about it. Oh, my God. The first five-hour <laughs> I mean, yes, high school back-off oh podcast. God. Oh, my God. But the anyway. <laughs> oh, Lord. Jesus, Um, Moving on to sport. Uh, other sports. Ramber Valdez. Can I go, allegedly. Oh, oh. <laughs> guys, okay. All right. Anyway, all right, before we get oh, controversial again. Before Can we get, we brand, get canceled, holy shit! All right, Vramber <laughs> Valdez pitches a no hitter last week. It literally, I think it happened Tuesday night after we mm-hmm. ended the show too. The Vramber mm-hmm. Valdez pitches a no hitter. So, what was is that the second no hitter and a perfect game this year, Austin? Or it's the
2: second no hitter and the um. Uh, if you count the perfect game as a no-hitter, that's three, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, so a lot of uh, I always love seeing no-hitters in perfect games in baseball. I always love a nice pitch, a uh, nice pitching outing. So,
2: unless you're the one who's getting it, then it then yeah,
0: then it kind kinda of sucks, but I still like enjoy watching it because that's pretty impressive to do. Uh, so congrats to Valdez, even though yeah, it was uh, whatever, it's, he's on the Astros, so it's like, yeah, but whatever, anyway. Uh, In hockey news, uh, the San Jose Sharks traded Eric Carlson to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, um, yeah, I I don't know why either team decided to make this move. It's weird, but you know what? It happened. So there's that. Uh, Did you guys speak? I switched sports too soon, but did you guys see what happened with the Baltimore Orioles announcer? (laughs) No, what happened? So the Baltimore this Baltimore Orioles announcer was going uh, was on air and he basically all he said was the Orioles have a losing record at the at the Rays stadium for the past like 6 years or whatever like the whatever whatever the time frame was they have a losing record and the owner of the Orioles deems that was inappropriate and unprofessional so he is indefinitely suspended from the team at the moment uh, yeah, very, listen to, I shared the, uh, well, like... I shared the clip in our podcast, in our, uh, group chat, Steve. So mm-hmm. if you have time, take a, take a listen and you tell me how there's absolutely nothing wrong with what he said. Um, mm-hmm. if, if you, also, if you can't find it for our viewers, look up Kevin Brown. Uh, he is the announcer for the Orioles that got, uh, inde- uh indefinitely suspended. Uh, and our last bit of news before we get into our debatable topics, uh, the NFL had its Football Hall of Fame induction this past weekend where we have nine superstars getting their placards in Canton. We had Rondi Barber, Don Coryell, Chuck Howley, Joe Klecko, Darrell Revis. Revis. Whoa. Revis. Revis. My bad. My bad. Uh, Ken Riley, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, and Demarcus Ware. Thoughts on the uh, induction, boys?
3: Is it a bad thing? Uh, I've not heard of any of those players. Oh, oh, Justin, You've not heard oh. of Darrell
2: Revis.
0: Oh, Rell, Darrell Revis. You haven't heard of Demarcus Ware, Joe Thomas,
3: Justin? Really,
0: dude? All right.
1: Let's I was expecting bigger
3: all names right. and like ones that may have just retired, rather than like. I didn't know they could be coming at any point. All
1: right, here's the thing about Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas is arguably the best left tackle in NFL history. There's maybe one or two players that rival him. This man played. I want to say the it has even has a record for most consecutive uh, starts. He has played every season he's ever played, despite being one of the most intense seasons or uh, intense positions in football. Next, go to Demarcus Ware. This man was an absolute beast on the Cowboys and was part of the reason why Cam Newton couldn't do shit in Super Bowl 50. Like, even in his older age, this man could come back into the NFL and be as dominant of a defender as he could possibly be. And Rebus had a season. Let me find the, the Revis Island season quickly before I continue my points.
3: Yeah, a few of them. Well, good job to all of them either way, even though I... Didn't, Even though you know. don't know who they are. Yeah.
2: <laughs> when did you start watching the Pats?
3: Um, already... 2008-ish, but I was only paying attention. Like, the players that really come to mind are, like, running backs, uh, wide receivers, quarterbacks, and I was only really into the defense of the Patriots because of, like, Hightower. Oh, okay. or something? like. So,
1: actually, um... Revis was a Patriot for a yep. year. He actually won a Super Bowl with us. It yeah, was, uh, I heard that uh,
3: when Kyle was saying
1: it. Yeah, the Malcolm Butler season. So, this is, this is in 2009, all right? And all these guys were top 10 wide receivers this se- that season, at that time in 2009. And all, so here's the list of names Andre Johnson, Randy Moss, twice, Marquise Colston, Tyrell Owens, twice, Torrey Holt, Steve Smith, Reggie Wayne and Chad Ocho Cinco. These were the top class of their time. All of them were held to under 35 receiving yards.
0: Hmm. Yeah. He is, he is he one of the best. There's a there's a reason why he's a Hall of Famer now. Um, mm-hmm. even when he was when he was playing, uh everyone talked about how he would be a future Hall of Famer. Now he can officially say it, which is insane because it's so crazy seeing players that we all grew up watching actually now getting inducted. That's just great. That's so crazy to me. Um, There are a few semi-finalists that weren't actually inducted to the hall of fame that I'm excited to maybe get inducted to the hall of fame in future years. So I'm just going to go through a couple of the semifinalists, see if some names pique your interest. Um, Mm -hmm. So Eric Allen, Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Rondi Barber, Anquan Bolden, Henry Ellard, Jerry Evans, Land- London Fletcher, Dwight Freeney, James Harrison, Rodney Harrison, Devin Hester, T- Tory Holt, Andre Johnson, Albert Lewis, Robert Mathis, Steve Smith Sr., Fred Taylor, Hines Ward, Demarcus Ware, Ricky Waters, Reggie Wayne, Vince Wilfork, Patrick Willis, and Darren Woodson are all semifinalists, plus obviously the finalists that were eventually inducted. Reggie Wayne isn't
1: in the Hall of Fame yet?
0: Uh, no, he is not.
1: Oh my, oh my gosh, and Harrison Smith should definitely be considered for that list. Just He's for ready? that insane nine-yard pick six and the all-time Steelers sack record holder too.
3: I'm surprised Wilfork's oh. not already in it too. Vince Wilford, Wilford. I, yeah, he's
0: kind of debatable, to. I'm surprised he was a he semifinalist, is. to be honest. But I would love Vince Wilford to be eventually a Hall of Famer, though. Yeah, I, would I love mean,
1: that. I heard Steve Smith in there. It's really tough because there are some receivers in the Hall of Fame that definitely deserve it. Some, I'm not too sure, but, I mean... Steve said it would be kind of tough. There are definitely other players on the list who are definitely at a much higher position, but it really all depends.
2: But I mean, um, I, he I be... probably should be because he's got 14,000 receiving yards.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think probably give him another year. It, Devin Hessner, I don't think he still won, right? Was that one of the names?
2: Like...
0: No, uh, no, he wasn't. Sorry. Okay, I don't well,
2: know... Steve Smith is, uh, other than Reggie Wayne is the only one in the top 10 in receiving yard. That's not in the hall of fame yet.
0: Yeah. yeah, so, he'll, he'll be in the hall of fame eventually. Yeah,
2: So he definitely should, be. uh, you know, Nick, I feel like next year he should be, but everybody else. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Larry Fitzgerald is that's cause he retired too late, but he obviously will. Be. So, but he everybody should. else that had the opportunity to be in it has been, um, I'm kind of surprised that, uh, what's his name? James Harrison isn't, but...
1: James Harrison definitely deserves it. He's a Steelers maybe, staple in there. He played like 19 seasons, too. The man was
2: insane. Maybe I'd have to go back and actually look at him, because like, I just remember him being so dominant that I'm, I'm wondering if maybe he didn't have as good of a career as I remember.
1: Well, what's crazy is because he was cap, he was a captain so many times because of his age, he was actually cut by the Steelers quite a few times, but... He kept up with his training regiment, and he's the Steelers' all-time sack leader, and that was like back in 2016. And he played with the Patriots for a little bit too, and he was great. He had like two and a half sacks in his playoff runs along those lines. It was really good against the Jaguars. Actually, people remember he was responsible for putting the pressure on Blake Bortles that that stalled their last drives of the game after we got the lead back. But, yeah,
0: it's uh, I'm very excited to see uh where the future of the Hall of Fame induction goes. We're going to definitely start seeing a lot of former players that we all grew up watching as young kids uh, start getting inducted. So we're going to start getting into the, the feels eventually.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Do you guys have uh, any other news to go over before we get into our debatable
3: topics today?
1: uh uh-uh. yeah. Did so we talk about Mark? Let's to hmm? say... You go.
3: You go. Okay, I was going to say, since I did show up last week a little bit late, did we talk about Marshawn being the new captain? Marshawn? Marchand, thank Marshawn.
0: Thank you. Oh. I was like, Marshawn Lynch is coming back. No. i the captain now. Marshawn's not officially been named anything yet, by the way. Oh,
3: I thought. Where did I see it? I thought I saw on like Facebook or Twitter, like, they already did it. i considered. No. Dang. I.
0: I don't believe it is official yet. Let me just double check before I yeah. go out and say uh, officially. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> that you are not wrong. Um,
2: <laughs> well, what happened news that
1: a
0: new Patriots camp.
1: No. so our offensive line has been doing not great. Uh, it's injured right now because our top four, our top three offensive linemen hasn't been. Are still recovering, but on the interesting side. Our Keyshawn Booty and one of our undrafted receivers has been winning on one-on-one and 11v11 drills against our starting defense. And we have a very good secondary. We have a very good secondary. So that's really good. Um, Devontae Parker is starting to see to get separation against speedy guys like Marcus Allen or uh, Marcus Jones and um, uh, Jonathan Jones. But we're starting to see our... Our draft receivers in the later round were high reward, really low risk because of their pick, and they're starting to show up a little bit, which is good. And Mac Jones apparently has been really good with the deep ball, which is awesome, considering Mm -hmm. we barely used it last year. We knew he would be. Yeah, and Getheke and Henry are, you know, being able to be good red zone targets. But the interesting story is I love this player, but Kendrick Bourne, has had an issue with drops. He had a couple drops a few practices ago, and today he had three consecutive drops. And now our rookie wide receivers are starting to show up a little bit. So there's expectation that depending on how the rest of training camp and the preseason goes, most likely there's a good chance that um, Kendrick Bourne might be traded. And what I would love Hmm. is for us to find a team and get their wide receiver. Hell, I would say... You know, get a second-round pick and and Kendrick Bourne and try to go for Godwin or Evans if you really wanted to. But
0: I don't think you, know, you should uh, – if you were going to do that, Steve, go for someone a little bit younger than the Godwin. Is, is, the only one that
1: would be tough would be um, uh, Jerry Judy, but Sean Payton is very strict with this team. He does not want to send that guy away.
0: So. I, uh,
2: I could they see wanted going a lot for
1: T.
0: Higgins. I could see you guys going for T. Higgins anyway. His contract's up this year anyway, so –
1: that's
0: not going to want to pay him. so. No, yeah. but if you can do it, if, if you guys are in a position like late in the year where you guys have won, let's say, already six, seven games, mm-hmm. you could, and you could use him for a playoff push, I don't see why not, right? Mm-hmm. But um, also to your point, Justin, no, Brad Marchand has not been named captain yet. Um, we did talk about who we thought would be named captain, and Brad yeah. Marchand was one of the names that we all considered. So Yeah,
3: I remember we brought it up, and I thought I saw something on Facebook saying that he was announced it, but it definitely could be the speculations.
0: Yeah, no, not yet. Uh, but also, speaking of camp, since Steve brought it up, uh, according to uh, a closed practice from Giants camp, Jalen uh, Hyatt beat Tyreek Hill's uh, fastest speed uh, mm-hmm. record. So Giants may have uh, found a steal there. Um, I would love if uh, Jalen Hyatt could become our number one wide receiver. That would be awesome. He's currently listed fourth on the depth chart, which I don't understand, but hey, it's just preseason, so it doesn't really matter, I guess. But Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I I did see that, and that did pique my interest, that he's supposedly faster than Tyreek Hill, which would be insane. Yeah. And also, there were uh, a couple of Giants players who came out and said they want to spend, they want to play their entire career playing with Daniel Jones, which I think that is awesome considering a lot of Daniel Jones had a rough couple years.
1: (laughs) It's so, I mean, confidence in your quarterback and kind of getting the locker room is definitely really helpful for sure. I mean, you look at someone like Russell Wilson where he kind of alienated himself with his own tweet and all that other BS uh, last year with the Broncos let's ride yeah <laughs> let's ride well guess what uh he was not riding into the locker room liked at all i'll tell you that because i mean you thought there's so many memes of it of of melvin gordon staring him down his offensive line not even helping him up later in the season so daniel jones,
0: <laughs> sorry keep going steve keep going
1: well daniel jones getting support in the locker room is really good so that might get you to five wins this season which is going to be awesome
0: uh, to be honest, when we do our, our ranking, I do have a, a bold prediction for the Giants. I don't... So, five wins, I think, is very low end, Steve. But it really could happen. Yeah, I'm not giving them that much more, but, like, still more. And I, I did out Thanks. their schedule. <laughs> Stop it. Um, Any other things before we get into our first debatable topic today, boys? Nope. Going once, going twice. All right. Uh, so... Moving on to Alvin Kamara, uh, officially handed down a three-game suspension from the NFL uh, based upon his actions after the Pro Bowl in 2022. Uh, mm-hmm. This has been going up in the air for the last like two seasons now. We thought we suspected he might get suspended last year. He ended up wasn't getting suspended, uh, and he, the NFL decided to let the court play out. Uh, the court finally came down with a decision this past summer, um, and then after a meeting with Goodell, uh, a three-game suspension was handed out uh, to Camara. So, uh, what do you what do you think, boys? Is this going to be that detrimental to the Saints? Does it not really matter? The Saints going to suck anyway. What, what are we thinking? I mean,
1: they haven't really gotten a lot of production out of
0: Alvin Kamara the
1: last like two seasons, realistically. So, I mean. They still have Chris Olave, and they still have a very solid tight end, and maybe Mike Tom or uh, Michael Thomas will do something. But you know, just yeah,
0: right. Get yourself
1: but, uh, a free agent, uh, free agent running yeah. back. You know, if your offensive line plays well, that's good enough. I mean, you know, Kareem Hunt is a good option. He's like a diet version of Alvin Kamara. He can definitely run, but he's definitely a better pass catcher for sure. But he's a solid option when he's utilized. So, but
0: ugh, I mean, it, Sleeper did report earlier today that the Saints and Kareem Hunt did reach a deal, but then Adam Schefter a couple hours later uh, quickly shut that down. So it seems like the Saints did give it thought for Kareem Hunt, but there's no official deal in place. So it is interesting. Feeling his options, which. There should be a lot of teams knocking on Kareem Hunt's door, uh, especially the team that he also apparently is having a meeting with, the Colts. Um, interesting decision from the Colts. Uh, Considering their shit
1: bag of an owner.
0: Very idiotic because they have a top 10 running back already on their roster, but that's besides the point. Um, mm-hmm. l- let's take No, one. don't you remember? He has an injured back. <laughs> I did not injure my back, and whoever your sources are, get new ones. That, that's going to go down as a top 10 uh, football tweet of all time. I'm, I'm just saying, like, that tweet that uh, Jonathan Taylor did is amazing. Yeah. A uh, let, let's, standards. Think, let's think a little outside the box here with Kareem Hunt. How, how does this affect fantasy owners who have Kareem Hunt, like myself, who's crying on the inside?
2: Um, um,
1: even <laughs> if he did have a suspension, I would avoid drafting him until maybe the third or fourth round, honestly. It's uh, so much risk with him. I would never spend not even a third, maybe not even a fourth round pick on Alvin Kamara. And this just makes it sadder because you have to wait three weeks now to see if your pick was worth it. What, what, uh, how much money did you spend on Kyle in our
0: league? Uh, so I actually traded for him. I was going to say, you traded. I traded for Alvin Kamara because I didn't want Ramondre Stevenson uh, at the time. I also. Oh, wow. Jake and I also moved around some picks in the trade as well. So at the time, it was looking like it wasn't that awful. The suspension doesn't bo- The suspension doesn't bother me that much. It's more of the thing if they sign Kareem Hunt that really bothers me because even when Kamara comes back, Hunt would eat into a lot of his touches and opportunities, especially third down and goal line which is kind of annoying. Uh, so I really hope they don't sign Kareem Hunt. This is what I was trying to avoid with Ramondre Stevenson when the Patriots were rumored to get Dalvin Cook. That's why mm-hmm. I traded him in the first place, and now I'm chasing that same situation. It's been a mess in Dynasty right now, but that's besides the point. If you're looking at this, usual. This is our first time. What do you mean, like, usual? Stop it. I won the league last year. Shut up. What are you talking about? <laughs> Stop it. It was lucky, though. Uh, it was not lucky. It was pure skill. Um... I agree with you, oh, though Steve. If I got lucky. That's
1: my fucking team. I'll tell you
0: that. <laughs> I do agree with you, though, Steve. Drafting in the fourth round is even much of a stretch for Kamara. He's definitely yeah, gonna, it, he's definitely gonna fall definitely a gonna lot.
1: Like, yeah,
0: yeah. I, fifth round, sixth round, maybe. Because by the time you get there, you have like backups <laughs> left, right? So you could get Alvin Kamara there, especially yeah. if Kareem Hunt doesn't sign. If Kareem Hunt doesn't sign, getting Alvin Kamara in the sixth or seventh round will be a steal. I mean,
1: oh. here's the thing. If the Saints really want to, you know, they want to make a splash. I mean, not how much cap space they have, but if they really want to go for it, I think just say screw it, sign uh, Dalvin Cook and eventually trade Alvin Kamara after his suspension
0: well, Alvin Kamara already has a Alvin Kamara is the third highest paid running back, second highest paid running back, second like so, that. So I don't know. You I mean, in, one, you, you that's a hard con, That's a hard contract to move though. Even though if teams don't want to sign running backs for that much anyway, let alone trade for one who's suspended, injury prone, <laughs> and is already that highly paid. So if, if they're gonna want to get an Alvin Kamara for that price, they might as well just sign Delvin Cook up outright. Yeah, that's a that's a hard thing to move, Steve. I like I like your thought process, but that's a hard that's a hard move.
3: I think a
1: desperate enough team, they would make it work. They would probably, honestly, they would even just take a loss and do like, "All right, just give us a lower draft pick." If we have Dalvin Cook, just give us a lower draft pick. That's fine. If you want to take more of a salary, that's that's okay.
0: Yeah, it's definitely an option. I'm sure the Saints are going to kind of play around with what they have, especially if they don't sign someone new. I don't think they need to because they still have Jamal Williams, who they just got from the Lions this past offseason. They also drafted that rookie whose name is escaping me, Uh, Kendry Miller. Uh, They also just drafted him. So, like, the Saints have options. They don't really need to sign anyone right now. They could wait the first three weeks anyway. And and he wasn't and
1: Williams was a touchdown machine too, right?
0: Yeah, he was their yeah. he was their star running back because um DeAndre Swift was hurt for most of the year last year. So yep. it was really interesting. And now he's gone. And now he's gone, exactly. So Detroit's gonna be interesting, interesting move uh with running backs. But anyway, any other uh anything else to say about uh Alvin Kamara and the New Orleans Saints?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Nothing? All right. We have um so still on the the football train. Uh we had some big moves happen this past week when it came to NCAA football. Mm-hmm. Uh the Big 10 and the Big 12 want to decided to completely destroy the Pac-12 and completely take the conference away from the face of the earth. <laughs> um for those of you who don't know um Earlier this past year, UCLA and USC both agreed on a contract with Big Ten starting in 2024. Mm -hmm. Uh, So UCLA and University of Southern California would be moving over to the Big Ten. Um, This past week, Oregon and Washington uh, both agreed to also join the Big Ten in 2024. The Big 12 then swooped in and they took uh, Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State. also joining the Big 12. So a lot of conferences are expanding. There was also a rumor that was floated around yesterday that I think this is the dumbest of expansion. Uh, The ACC, which stands for the Atlantic Coast Conference, uh, is floating around a rumor, uh, floating around ideas to have Cal and Stanford join their conference. Uh Cal, think it really makes
2: that much sense for the Big Ten to be adding West Coast teams?
0: No, but I think it makes a little bit more sense than the ACC to add two mediocre teams. At least the Big Ten added four superpowers at the conference. Um, when it comes to college football, I'm actually kind of a fan of all of these realignments. Um, mm-hmm. I just want, as a fan, it's going to be enjoyable to watch Ohio State play Oregon. Like, that, oh, that matchup's going to be fun to watch. Ohio State versus U- <sighs> UCLA. USC versus uh, Michigan. Like, those kind of matchups are going to be a lot of fun to watch. So,
3: also,
0: what, what, yeah,
3: what, go ahead, boys. What are you going to say, dude? I was going to say, like, so even though they're adding more teams, a Big 10 does not come like a Big 14, it sounds like. Uh, well, it's, actually, bigger it's actually going to be a Big Six team. And they're not going to change the name, I don't think, or will they? Uh, no. they, might.
2: they probably of, won't, though. None but... of the conferences have been the actual numbers they've been in a long time. Big 12 gotcha. is bigger than Big 12. Big tens the... bigger than Big Ten. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's the only two actually that have a number. I as will the pack say, 12. Oh, yeah, Pac-12, right.
0: The so Pac-12 oh, yeah. is
3: cool. Well, Pac-12 doesn't even exist anymore, so...
0: Well, technically, this is the last year of it. The conference does exist this year, and they could still obviously expand and take more teams into it. But as of right now, if the four teams left in the Pac-12 stay, it would be just four teams. <laughs>
1: so, what were you going to say, Steve? I mean, I'm going to say... I mean, from, like... Here's the thing, too. When they're spreading their conference out like that across all the way to the West Coast, you know what that means, though? That means they're going to have opportunity to air more games because it's going to be spread out in like three or four different time zones so or three different time zones so i mean now so you know college basketball or college football just looks and said oh this is great because now we get to have three games on at once not have so many games competing with each other and it's going to be all more competitive or bigger names so now you have a higher volume of games that are going to be broadcasted that are going to be much more interesting because you're spreading out all these dominant teams and throwing in some shit bags because you just want to see them play. So, I mean, good for the networks. I mean, this is great for them. I mean, you know, jet lag, who knows? It was only three hours. It's not terrible, but travel is still pretty brutal, especially in college when it's not as set or organized like NFL teams when they travel and stuff. They have in all of the highways and local roads are blocked off so they can just get the hell out of there. It's not as easy for college football, especially some of the smaller teams, but from a network standpoint who just want money and viewership,
0: yeah, this is great for them. Are you kidding me? This is great. Uh, I, I will say, like as a fan perspective, this is going to be super fun to witness. Like I love this realignment, but as someone who also feels for the student-athlete, portion of this, this is going to be brutal. Like someone who will have to travel cross country now and then still manage to stay on top of their grades as an athlete. That is still an important part of what you're doing in college. Like not all student athletes are going to be professionals because like this realignment, although it mostly it it does pertain for this conversation to be about the football aspect, this realignment also applies to every other sport that the school Plays. Like this realignment, this realignment will affect basketball, baseball, lacrosse, hockey, soccer, like this realignment will affect all of the sports. So like, especially for like a sport that doesn't play just once a week, like basketball or baseball, they play multiple times a week. If you're traveling now from California to New Jersey, back to Washington, back to Illinois, for example, all within the span of a week, if those are all big 10 games, that's going to be a lot of trouble on the athlete. Right. That's gonna that's gonna that much travel, that much jet lag, that's gonna be a lot more injuries, a lot more like sleep, sleep deprivation. So like this is going mm-hmm. to affect the actual athlete aspect. Yes, this I'm excited to watch this like as a pure fan of the sport, but I'm also feeling for these kids because you have to keep yeah. in mind they're 18, 19, 20 years old doing this too. This is obviously a pure money grab uh for the sake of the conferences and the schools. That's all they care about. Because as you said, Steve, they're gonna be a lot. They're going to be spread out now across uh, – the Big Ten, for example, is spread out across all five major uh, time zones in mm-hmm. the U.S. They're spread across the East, Central, Mountain, and Pacific. So four. Sorry, my bad. Four, yeah. four main time zones in the U.S. That's insane for viewership, right? And the Big 12 is not far behind. Big 12 uh, – actually, I think the Big 12 is too because they had technically have West Virginia. West Virginia is yeah. on the East too. So they have Westford. They have yeah. So yep. Big Twelve is also there. So like SEC is getting there. Like they obviously don't have anyone on the West Coast yet, but they cover uh, East Coast and Central Zone right now. So like it's getting there to the point where these now that's what the conferences are looking at. So like I was talking th- to this with my uh, boss about how like eventually NCAA is just not going to be able to manage this kind of yeah. realignment. It's eventually just going to be the conferences themselves managing it. And I think that's might be for the best, but it's also not going to be for the best. Like that's going to be pretty shitty to think about. Like if the conferences are now just fighting for schools, like are schools just going to be like poker chips essentially? It's just like, I want this one out. Mm-hmm. Like eh.
2: the thing is, is this isn't doing anything right. Like the reason all these schools are doing it is because the SEC was taking in teams because the whole reason this is happening is because nobody is being able to get into the playoff. Right. Mm. And it's all about the playoff now. Right. The bowl games don't really matter that much anymore. Like not as much as they used to. um, When I was still just like one team or two teams, you know, battling out each year when they used to just have that last game for the, um, the number one team for the championship. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. now with all that happening, I mean, and the SEC taking in, uh, was it, Oklahoma, not Oklahoma, um, Texas, and... And Oklahoma, yeah. Oh, no, it was Oklahoma, that's right, yeah. Yep. Um, you know, they moved in there because they felt like if we go in the SEC, then the, they'll respect us more, right? Because they felt like the committees weren't respecting the Big Ten and the Big 12 and the Pac-12 as much as they should, there was just... Which they really weren't, like, that's, they're not wrong. But at the same time, the, ju- the committee was justified every time because guess who kept running through everything? Alabama or Georgia. It was just those two.
0: Yeah, but again, so to your point, though, a lot with uh, a lot of the NIL deals that are happening, talent has been spread out more. So you're seeing random schools be able to compete. Like we saw UCF a few years ago, Cincinnati a couple years ago, TCU this past year, right? So, But
2: but like those, the first two, not um, TCU, because they that were in during the NIL. The other two teams were not during the NIL.
0: Cincinnati was. Cincinnati was only three years ago, two years ago with Malik Willis.
2: Oh yeah, pretty sure Malik- wasn't Cincinnati no, the first year? No, Desmond Ritter was part of Cincinnati, and, and the NIL deals. I, was that I thought that. Was,
0: oh yeah, no, Malik Willis was Liberty. You're right. It was Desmond Ritter. My bad. Um, you're right. You're you
2: right. Have to check that. I, I don't fully know about then, that one. But, but um, but what they built with was not during the NIL as much. Even if they're even if they were in the first year, a lot of those guys were already there. So it's just good recruiting and um being in schools where some of the smaller guys um, and I mean smaller as in like not the blue chip stock where they were five-star recruits necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of those guys, you know, for UCF for definitely was a team that they weren't a lot of five-star guys, mm-hmm. um, but they played like five-star um, and and were coached well. So anyways, but the problem I think here is that people are just like, Oh, well, if we just get into the SEC, okay. Well, then, then the, Big Twelve and the Big Ten are like crap. We got to go get some other teams to like boost our our uh, league, so they'll want to go with um, us during Selection Sunday. Um, And the Pac-12 is like, well, damn, we had like a bad decade at the wrong time, right? Like if this is ten years ago, it's a different conversation. It's the Pac-12 adding because USC was in its prime and UCLA. So was Oregon. So was Oregon, right? Like when during the beginning of the playoff when all the teams from the Pac-12 were competing and getting into it um so mm-hmm. I think it it sucks if you're not the SEC right now and the thing is we see this all the time where like schools just go through the um lulls in their in their program history I mean look at Notre Dame right mm-hmm. look at other times when they well, even
0: Look at Georgia for before the past couple of years. Georgia barely could compete. Right, before Curry Smart.
2: Okay, what happens when Curry Smart and and Saban leave, right? So that's why I think this is so stupid because I think it's going to be harder to climb out of the depths of your Mm -hmm. league now when you get into that problem where you don't hire the right coach or you hire a coach who should get you what you need to be. Like, you know, someone goes out there and hires a a Harbo, but Harbo doesn't turn out right instead, you know?
0: Well, so... but. Also keep in mind though, Austin, starting in 2024 is the expanded playoff. So which is going to be, it's it's going to 12, which is going to be funny though, because it's the five power conferences get an automatic bid. Mm -hmm. And then the sixth best conference other than the power. five, So they're going to have to reword that, right? Because unless the PAC 12 somehow can figure its shit out, are they still really going to be considered a power five? Like,
2: right. So you're going to have to figure all that out. Um, but in the end, let's say the SEC is now at what? I forget how many teams. They got a lot of teams.
0: The what? Uh, the SEC? The Big
2: 12 has like 18, doesn't it? And the Big 10 the Big now 12, has 16. The Big 12
0: will have 14 this year, 16 next year, and then back to 14. Because it's two years away for oh. Oklahoma. And, yeah, because the new SEC deal doesn't start right. for two more years. Okay, so, so it's still a couple more. So the Big 12 really expands then shrinks again. But yeah, so
2: it'll be twelve, but still, like, so maybe 14, not such a big, but yeah. big. No, I'm saying when it goes back to what it'll be for a while. Oh yeah, 12. yeah, yeah. But the Big Ten's gonna be sixteen teams now. Yeah, uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. The um. SEC SEC's gotta something. be like what sixteen?
0: 16, something like that. Yeah, they, it's a big uh... number.
2: Um, and you've got some of these other teams that are like trying to figure out what they're gonna do, right? Um, and a lot of these smaller conferences, the ones that compete in the top 25 every year 16 in the SEC right like let's say a BYU or a um who's another one Uh, so you got BYU you've got um somebody help me out with another team that's in one of those uh, like Coastal Carolina right that's been up and down at times oh Tulane too Tulane well that that was this year but usually they haven't been up good but um they've been up and down the past couple years which I don't remember where UCF ended up going to big Twelve. (laughs) <laughs> they did go oh, that's my thought. Um along with Cincinnati, right? And Houston. Right. So the, the point, you know, ends up being when these other teams kind of start relocating into these areas, I think it makes it harder for these schools like in Alabama, honestly, if a coach goes wrong, right? Now they're always gonna be at the top because or have a chance to get back easy because they uh have the money to throw at it now for being so good for so long and they'll and they have the prestige. But like in Arkansas or other teams like that that want to compete there, if you have a bad season and you fire a coach and you can't get a guy for five years, good luck getting out of the, the bottom of that conference.
0: Look at like, Vanderbilt. What is exactly. Van, What has Vanderbilt done in college football in the past, I don't know, 30 years? I don't, when, is Vanderbilt, when has Vanderbilt ever been relevant in college football? Like, I don't know. The, like, the thing is, at, the, the reason Vanderbilt stays in the SEC is because they are a dominant baseball team. The mm-hmm. Vanderbilt competes year in and year out for baseball. They're one of the top 10 college baseball teams in the country. Right. And so like this, that's what the, that's one of the things that I also like and hate about this realignment as well is like, now this is going to kind of totally shift the, the atmosphere of every other sport besides let alone football. You Let's, let's talk about college basketball for a second with this realignment in the big 10. You're now going to have Oregon, UCLA and USC, which are, you perennially top teams in college basketball. You're now going to have to have them compete in the Big Ten every year. <laughs> That's going to be an insane. Talk about in, and pack, in, in the Big Twelve too. You're going to have Arizona, Utah, Colorado compete in the Big Twelve against Kansas. You have that <laughs> many more
2: schools competing for one automatic. Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. So, you know, Look, like, but I the thing that I'm liking about that Austin is it's going to be great entertainment. It's going to be great entertainment value.
2: So, like, as a fan watching this, I think that's going to that's be enjoyable it's, to watch. It's, it's good for them. I'm saying for the school. Yes. I think it's stupid when they really start thinking about oh, it. I think they're yes. going to figure yes. that out because, you know, they're all thinking about football but, right now, obviously, because it makes right. the most money. Um, but right. basketball, other things like that, things that also bring in some money um, will, may have some struggles. But I honestly think for football, I think it's going to backfire on them because, yep. you know, so, schools like Oregon, those ones, they can recruit and they'll always be able to because they have like Oregon's up in that area. Right. So they're going to be able to get the five-star recruits from that area. UCLA has its area uh, USC as well. But as we've seen like USC, right. They aren't performing as well as they have in the decade prior because they haven't recruited as well recently. And then their coaches haven't done as well. And then they just underperform. They're still going to be good. They're still going to get coaches that want to, you know, play for them because it's USC, but that's what I'm saying is if you put them in other conferences and now, you know, even, even when they expanded 12 teams, okay, you now went from having three, maybe four teams you got to compete with in the, in the Pac-12 if you're USC, like you got to compete with Oregon. Sometimes you got to compete with Arizona. Sometimes you got to Arizona State, Utah, uh, Washington, sometimes Utah, but like none of those teams are there every year. Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. USC right. is expected to be there every year. UCLA typically you're expecting them to be at the top in Oregon. In football? Like, yeah. But but still, like UCLA yeah. does have a track record of being there. So yeah, but point not is so if you're much USC, anymore. right? I understand why it's harder for them and they kind of wanted to get out because if you only have three teams, you have that the national um, media recognizes as being top tier and you don't do well against them, it's harder, right? But if you're in the SEC or you're in the Big Ten where 10 of the schools are considered top 25 teams, yeah, it makes it a little bit easier to stay relevant. So I understand it, but at the same time, I think it's could you also have
0: to think about the media deals that these teams are now agreeing to be a part of because now as Steve also Brent brought up mm-hmm. they're gonna have a chance to be viewed by a lot more people because they're spread out all over the country so like right. well while, while you're saying like it's gonna be harder for the teams to actually like make the playoff yes but will the te- will the school itself really carry that much if they're like yeah that's the ultimate goal but they're still gonna be making their millions of dollars based on viewership alone right and so they're still, and why. because they and not because they play in like a top like a they always did play in the top conference but like now they're in a higher level conference, they're gonna be able to get higher level recruits. See now we now cause now they can say we play against the best teams, the best teams every single year. Don't you wanna be a part of that? And now we're in California. Oh, we're in the Pacific Northwest, but you still get to play Ohio State. You still get to play Michigan. That seems right. like a I pretty think, good I think so to me, right? There's a
2: lot of things that you know can go back and forth about that, right? And we'll see. I think it doesn't Affect necessarily some of the schools as much, um, and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a few brands that like are kind of like unable to get stuck for too long. Like a USC, I think at Oregon, I think in Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, those types of teams are kind of uh, Texas are kind of uh, what would you call it like foolproof. Like there's no way mm-hmm. for them to kind of get stuck for that long now that they're prestige. But I think if you are um, who you know, some of the other teams that left and went in, um, Mm. you're gonna get. I think you have a chance of getting stuck.
0: You Um, know who I think really loses out of these deals? It's not the teams joining the conferences. It's the losers in the conference already in here. Oh, Rutgers, Maryland, Nebraska, Vanderbilt. Those are the those are the schools that I think are going to suffer because now you guys are already at the bottom. You can't get any lower, but now you have more yeah. teams you have to fight through. Right, like, that's what I'm
2: saying with, like... Like, Rutgers Miss, is, R- uh,
0: is going right. to struggle. Or Auburn, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, South Carolina, like... Texas A&M, and, even. Like, like the SEC, I think, is a little bit different because the SEC, I think, fluctuates so much. Like, it in, does. In, the, in the years that I have been a Georgia Bulldogs fan, like, I have seen teams fluctuate so much in the SEC. Everyone... Everyone, everyone but Vanderbilt and Kentucky really have been at least a top tier team at some point. Like Kentucky's had Kentucky's on the rise right now, but like everyone has really been on the rise in the fall with the exception of Alabama. Alabama's really never fallen. But like in the SEC, like there's been that fluctuality in the Big Ten. When was the last time Minnesota was relevant in the Big Ten or Iowa? Um,
2: probably five years ago. I well, don't Iowa, know Iowa's. Yeah, Iowa's a, a good. Not really. Field. Yeah, but they never win, right? They're never. No, they're. What I'm saying is they're relevant where they're in the top 25 long enough. And they're relevant, but they don't actually do. They don't challenge, right? But they're. But they're yeah. the top. They're recognized. So, actually.
0: But now this is also going to be an interesting part when compared compare it to basketball now too, because there are other teams in the Big Ten that are somewhat good, usually like Iowa, Maryland, M- Michigan State, that now also have to compete with these other schools that I don't are, think right?
2: it I don't think it actually affects basketball as much as I think it does football because there's really? what, 12 games in football and there's 12 spots when they eventually expand it. yeah that's a lot harder to get into and again if right. they're doing what one automatic bid from each power five conference or whatever they end up making it if the pack 12 dies mm-hmm. um yeah I think it makes yeah, it a lot harder there's still so... 64 teams before it was it, it there was always it's your strength of schedule good enough right March
3: Madness will be interesting that's so, I don't think it affects March Madness that much, but I think it affects
2: it, the
0: actual conference. I think it does though, because now you're having, because how many, how many teams from each conference are really are they going to add from the big? Like, are they really going to add twelve out of the sixteen teams from the Big Ten? If they're it all, all depends
2: I, on what what's the what's only, the strength of the schedule? What's their record like?
0: You know? like, yeah. yeah, but even if they all – because now you're, you're basically essentially taking rid of one whole conference. Like, let's say for the sake of this conversation, the Pac-12 doesn't exist anymore. Oregon State, Washington State, Stanford and Cal, they all leave. They all join the Mountain West, whatever. That conference, the Pac-12 is gone. That's now one less automatic bid that goes into it. So what are you going to do if you're – these schools that – you're only fighting for one automatic spot. Is the only thing that's guaranteed is one spot. Yeah, you can have an awesome regular season or whatever, but I, I think that drastically affects these smaller schools in the conferences. I think it drastically affects like Maryland's chances of success or uh, Michigan, not Michigan State really, but like Rutgers' chances of success. Like, what if the Big East just joins the ACC, for example? Now, how does this? This, is, this will drastically affect St. John's, this would affect Georgetown. That's what affects Creighton, Marquette, like I Big think. East? Yeah, I said like if the Big East just Can merges with the ACC. ACC uh, yeah,
2: score. yeah, yeah. I oh, said oh, if the Big oh, East yeah.
0: just uh, is if the ACC just absorbs yeah, the Big East. For some reason, I was taking Big
2: Ten and no, nah, 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 nah.
0: yeah. I, I switched. So like I was just taking schools from the Big East and like saying like yeah, yeah how because now the ACC is I would consider one of the best conferences for college basketball, right? So now you take the Big East, which is also top. Top five college basketball conference. It's the power five. It. Yeah. Yeah. So now you have the smaller schools in the Big East. Like I'm not worried. If I'm in the Big East and this is happening, I'm not worried about. If I'm UConn, I'm not worried. If I'm Providence College, I'm not worried. If I'm Xavier, I'm not really worried. But like if I'm Seton Hall, I'm worried.
2: Um, yeah. if I, would I have to say, compete
0: against UNC and Duke, I'm worried.
2: <laughs> I would say St. John's. No, only well, like because they have a reputation right now.
0: Okay, yeah. Um, and they have the
2: history of being that school. Georgetown, I think I never get a coach again. But here's what I'm saying when it comes to basketball, it's a lot easier to win a basketball game with less talent, in my opinion, than it is to win a football game. Yeah. The reason uh, the reason is I think there's there in college basketball, we can see how much the scheming of the coach um plays a part in getting those those wins, right?
0: Yeah, but it's also the so, talent on the court that matters. I'm not saying
2: no, and I'm not saying it's like doesn't matter in college football either. Um the coaching. What I will say is you look at like Georgia and um, uh, like uh, TCU, right? Okay, they're in the championship, championship game. Now, maybe you could say that's an outlier cuz Georgia was just that good. But like look at Alabama pretty much every year, right? Mm. They've got the coaching and they've got the best players that are just available. Like it's just, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, but if you put that in basketball, um, a kid can get a hot from three point range, can just go out and score and just tank a whole game for you in a March madness tournament or anything else. And there's nothing you can do about it. Um, that's why I'm saying, I think you can kind of get more out of that than you can on a football field. Like what's a guy going to do, get hot as a running back and, go score six touchdowns on his own, it's not gonna happen. Like the, that's not how it works. Um you 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 can stop that. You can scheme that. You can't do that as much as you want to. If a guy is on fire that night from three point range like Steph Curry could be, what are you gonna do to stop him? There's nothing you can do. So that's all I'm saying is like I don't think it matters yeah, in basketball. But I still think the conference alignment still It affects still affects that. it for sure. But like you have sixty four teams, right? Sixty eight if you want to count them Plans, And you have Oregon who, okay, they don't win theirs. They don't get that large bid, but they could very easily get in anyways in their own conference if they just had a decent enough record, right? So you put them in the other one. If they're just as good and they win just as many games, they're still getting in. And so all you did was take the teams that were likely going to get in anyways from the Pac-12, put them in the Big Ten when it comes to the March Madness tournament, and just say, okay, it makes sense. You're going to get in because ju- you still play the same. You still played as good, and you're in a better conference. We actually you- you're better than you were um i
0: think we'll agree to disagree on this also
2: (laughs) we'll see what happens right we'll see what happens um but i honestly we still get another
0: year before that just
2: based on the fact that there's 64 or 68 teams available or 64 68 spots available it doesn't affect college as much when it comes to the national tournament i think it affects it more in football because well you're only going to pick the 12 teams that probably have either no loss to maybe three losses depending on the year, but one or two loss, right? Mm-hmm. That's a lot harder to do with 12 games in when everybody's a part of the same conference now than it is to say, okay, well, the last team in this conference is 19-11, and 11, but they played in one of the tougher conferences. They're likely getting it.
0: But they need oh, to, make the, bowl ga- they need to uh, yeah. make the bowl games mean something. That's all something they need But to how be. do you do that
2: now? Especially if you're
0: expanding, um, nobody to care. I think they c- – we'll see how the expanded playoff works, but I think they could make the bowl games essentially
2: – But, like – so, like, um, right now what they do is they make the bowl games part of the playoff, right? You have the Cotton right. Bowl, the Orange Bowl, which I right. always thought was stupid anyways because I think when they first started it, they never should up with the bowl games as part of that. You don't get to win both. If you go for the tournament, you don't get a bowl game. And the big games that always used to be a part of it um, were – you know, the Rose Bowl and things like that, which obviously usually took place. I
0: think I think the I think the, uh, the bowl games should be the conference game championships. That's what I think they should be. So you're you're fighting for interesting. something. Um, back but at 12, that point already, back 12 would be the Rose Bowl, right? Well, you're already
2: cotton bowl would be. for your
0: championship. Though. Yeah, but so you're giving it something, though. Every year, the SEC wants to be in the Cotton sure. Bowl or Peach Bowl, whatever you want to call it from there. Every year, the ACC wants to fight for, I don't know, the Pinstripe Bowl is still a thing, right? Like, I'm... Like every year, yeah, but, the conference uh, wants to uh, you want to fight for something. right? Give the bowl names the meaning to fighting for something. Well, the thing is, I, I, I
2: think bowl season's dead only for the fact that bowl, yeah, I agree, but. bowl games were what you fought for before there was a real like only two people could actually compete for the national championship each year because that's all it was. Right. And um, so Which I hated that. I, li- I like more, but I I agree with you. I like it a little bit more. I honestly am okay. I, I kind of wish they just gone to eight and left at eight. I don't think college football needs twelve. That's my opinion. And I think it's stupid because now you got to we'll get have
0: to, high and whatever. We'll have to wait and see, but we've been on this conversation for almost a half hour now. So I, I think it's time we move on to the fun topic for today, which is we're going to be making a tier list of NFL head coaches. So I do want to preface this. This is going to be based on last year and last year only. So you cannot take into account Bill Belichick winning six Super Bowls into this ranking. You don't also if they change teams, don't use their previous teams uh history and their record. You can only base it on last year alone. So for Doug Peterson, don't talk about the Eagles or same thing with Andy Reid, don't talk about the Eagles. Talk about last year and last year only. All right, does that make sense, boys? Yep. Alright, so I'm gonna share my screen here. And we're gonna go into it. So first up that we are talking about, uh, I think this is a pretty obvious uh, spot where to put him, is Jonathan Gannon uh, from the Cardinals. Um, Uh, Hot shit. uh, Yeah, I'm going to put him into just hired because we don't know what he'll be.
1: (laughs) I know. Uh,
0: Anyone disagree? (laughs) No, I think Uh,
1: just hired. I think when we like, think about tears and stuff, it's like, rookie and just tired. It should be um, a tear and stuff.
2: I feel like uh, he should be on the hot seat simply for he did. Did you guys see him? No. What you... Okay, he went up to... um, Who was the guy he went up to? It was one of his players. who was a, a, a rookie or whatever. Anyways, he went up to him. I don't think it was Kyler or somebody else. And he went up to him and... He... Dude, I, I can't even describe how awkward it was. Think of like, no, this is going to be, it would sound wrong. So never, I'm not even going to do it, but like, I have to find the clip to show you guys later. It is <laughs> the most awkward, like, white uh, American dad thing you could ever see. That's well, what it is. was. Like, <laughs> so, like, I've Regardless, never looked to suburbs once, and it was he, so he
0: was just hired, so we. that's where he's going, Austin. <laughs> Uh, until Bye. he until he sucks on the football field, which he eventually will because the Cardinals <laughs> roster is dog shit, uh, he's staying oh, in that team. Brady is
1: visible <laughs> to watch.
0: Dude, I feel so bad for Cardinals fans. They literally were on the top of the world two years ago. <laughs>
1: yeah, they were, they were a contender potentially two years ago, and then that just
0: uh, all plummeted. That, it's so funny. Uh, but anyway, next up is Arthur Smith. Um, and he, he's the... Falcons head coach. So, uh, uh <laughs> there? Mediocre. I don't
2: know. He's got to have this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think looks, we'll see where he does. Like, this year, he finally has, like, some players that he can use. But even then, I mean,
1: division, this division was, even with Tom Brady, was actually pretty open. So, I would just say mediocre because when you're the worst, when you're one of the worst teams or the worst team in a bad division, you kind of are mediocre no matter what.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. he's got one year to really show it. Now. He's got some yeah. guys, um, so he's just got to show that he can do it.
0: He's got one year before he's on the hot seat. If he doesn't <laughs> do it this year, then he's got on the hot seat going into the next year. Yeah, this is this is honestly chance. he might
2: he might be gone if he doesn't do it this year. But
0: well, I don't know. He doesn't really have a great quarterback, right? Like Desmond Ritter's. Okay, so like that you got to take that into account. Like we'll see what he does with the mediocre offense. If he if he can win that division, which I think they can, then we'll we'll see. Uh next up is John Harbaugh. Uh, I based on I last year, uh there. <laughs> Actually, I think he's still
1: very good considering they still made the playoffs despite all their injuries. They were one of the most injured teams last year, and they Almost beat the bangles if we weren't for a last minute fumble touchdown, you know, like Lamar Jackson or hell, just giving it to a running back in this situation. Honestly, we could have won the game, so I really do think Harbaugh is still a very good coach. He has coached the Super Bowl winning team before.
2: But I don't know if I can make him insane, like,
1: eh. well, and insane is better than mediocre because he's not mediocre. I, I guess this is just, a just a bad deal. Let's
2: be real. What, what'd you say? This is You're a bad What do you bad need me to beat. add a tier? What? Why would we yeah, add? A tier? Why? Why would you have insane in the- and mediocre? I was
3: gonna say hard. there should be like a pretty good in between. Mid- mid- there should mid- be ah. just be like a
2: good.
0: Just make it a good. Well, like change mediocre or like add. No, one. no, no. no just add
2: one, oh, add one. It's just ah, good. Just make it good. That's it. He's good right now. Uh,
0: He's good. I think that's good. Try. That's a lame, but whatever. <laughs> fine. Good God. <laughs>
2: well, you just know that, like, Insane Memory is still, like, like that's not... E- that's, still, like, the elite tier, and then... Or, or the, the best would be the elite tier, but either way, that's... You need a good...
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. fine. That's what the mediocre was supposed to be. No,
1: Mediocre, mediocre means, like, eh,
2: I can take you or leave you. Like, you're nothing special. You're not, like, good. You're just, like, eh, you don't suck, but you're not uh, good enough well, he's to, gonna
1: like, make a difference.
0: Anyway, like, for some right. reason, this was going alphabetical based on team name and then decided to not go alphabetical. So uh, next up is Zach Taylor. Good. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he has to be really Oh,
0: I was going up here.
2: I, I think, think he's,
0: their team was really well, good last year. The
1: yeah, I think, in I think
2: leave him there for now, Steve. It's in a memory. I will
1: say, I mean, considering that they did, you know, it was – Three point. They lost by a field goal against the Chiefs. That kind of stuff in the, in the AFC the championship. And you know they had a good win against Kansas City in the regular season. And they dominated the Bills. So yeah, I'll give. I'll yeah. And the Membrane, they did have a really good season. You know, you know, the debate is more the quarterback or whatnot. But you know, quarterback and utilizing his three dominant wide receivers, I think is also good. I'll give him that.
0: All right. Next up, we got Sean McDermott. Uh, hot good. take. Hot take. Uh, he's going there.
1: I don't think yet because Josh okay. Allen is taking more of the heat. You have to remember, I think he's good because he's a defensive coach and the Bills typically have a top 10 defense every year. And... He did help and get Josh Allen some weapons, or a, a weapon, but also Dawson Knox is also very serviceable, too, and Gabe Davis. I think he's good because the build had success last year, and I think a lot of their issues were more on Josh Allen only because he had the most flexible weights. He's a turnover machine,
0: so I actually think... He, he, here's the thing, though, Steve. Yeah, but if he can't help lead josh allen to what josh allen was two years ago then isn't the problem now on the coach
1: no it could still definitely be the quarterback too the thing is in the actual play itself it's josh allen gives away the ball the most so he's the cause of a lot of these turnovers
0: yeah so fun, fun fact josh allen had more turnovers than daniel jones
1: yes he did he did it was it, like that's why it's embarrassing because daniel jones sucks i'm not just kidding but realistically, though, I like him in good. I can see mediocre, but good because they still had a 13-3 season last year. So it's it's just – I think Josh Allen definitely deserves some blame for the turnover issues. But they still were a team that, you know, struggled in close games or would just knock out punch people. And they won 13 games for a reason. So Yeah,
2: you can't put them just – just in the, ugh, you can't put them in insane in the memory. I don't think, yes, they had 13 three, but they didn't do anything in the playoffs. Um And to your point, Kyle, like you look at the other defensive coaches around the league, like a, a Pete Carroll or, you know, obviously a bill um, they're not good at coaching the quarterback. Right. Um, Otherwise Mac Jones wouldn't have been as bad last year. Um So it, if you if you have a defensive coach, you have to look at their defense. Were they good? Okay, they were good. How was the record overall? Oh, 13-3? Yep. All right. He's not on the hot seat yet. Now, let's say this year and next year they went under five hundred. You might start seeing him and, and Josh Allen was regressing. Then you'd but I don't well, think I think Josh
0: point. Allen was regressing last year.
2: No, he was, but it I'm is. saying, you know, they've got to go out and get him a good either either Josh Allen has to show that he can get out a good quarterback coach, or they have to go find one one or the other or I also
1: mean, maybe get him some help in the offensive line too. but uh, uh, yeah but still so, i think he's still a good coach all
2: right next up
0: uh even though we already know who he is he was just hired so uh frank wright you're you're going uh in just hired for right now even though we already know you are a pretty decent head coach uh, yes, at the moment he is, he is very uh, underrated Peter. at the moment yeah we'll uh We'll just we'll you. we'll give, we'll give it that. to you. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Matt Eberflus. Uh, yeah,
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. he
2: is
0: who's the team's coach? The Bears.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, hot seat. Uh, very much hot seat because this season better go well.
0: Yeah, if they don't have a significant upgrade, like significant upgrade, like then he's he's gone. Like this is your chance. To, they
1: actually, they honestly need to be close to a winning team about five hundred. They you have know,
2: to yeah, be making a play for the playoffs. That's all they have to They spent similar so- amount
1: of money as the Patriots and we were a playoff team. So they, they have a lot of expectations or the Jagu- or the Jaguars before spent a lot of money for agency and they made it to the playoffs in the divisional round of all things. So I mean, you know, they spent a lot of money this offseason, got a lot of key pieces and, you know, traded their first round pick away. So yeah, he's on a hot seat. Season for
0: sure. Um, next up is Kevin stefanski and uh hot beat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Deshaun Watson I... better do well for his own job because he was terrible with Baker. Last year was a disappointment. Come on, you have Nick Chubb, that offensive line, you know, Deshaun Watson. You still have Elijah Moore that you just traded for. You got Amari Cooper who you traded nothing for, and he is an incredible receiver. He's so very good route runner and you have really good on defense, yeah, you better do good this season.
0: Yeah, the, the Browns have no, like, leeway for failure here. Like, absolutely none. So, it will definitely be interesting. Clear it's going to be a
2: rough year for the Browns fans, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's definitely going to all come down to Deshaun Watson and what he can do. It uh, needs to be Houston Deshaun. He does. need to be Houston Deshaun. Next up is Mike McCarthy, and um, yep, right there he goes. Mm-hmm. I think. Nah, Steve. This is enough for debate. No, this is enough for debate, okay. Steve. You've got.
1: I'm, you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bud. Last year, that's a thing, and they have a really good defense. Mm-hmm. And Dak Prescott did cause a lot of turnovers. I think he's better than people give him credit for, but he's I, still. I would say mediocre. I
2: he's would mediocre. say. He needs to be on the hot seat. I don't know if he actually is on the hot seat for Dallas, but I think
0: Jerry's all talked to. So who knows?
2: I but think he I needs mean, to, like to be on be the mediocre. hot seat. Though
0: I, I'll give it Should to you, be. Steve. I'll give it to you, Steve. That he's mediocre last year because he did make the playoffs and he led him to a uh, not. Yet. He led him to a championship. What two years ago?
1: No, they haven't won a championship in a while. It's it was like mostly divisional flops, but you know.
0: Yeah, it it uh, that's fair, but hey, they
1: blew in, out Tom Brady in the bus, so I'll, you yeah. got to give him a little bit of credit for that.
0: No, um, no, no credit there. Sean Payton, uh, this will be interesting to place him in the just hired, but technically, I mean, <laughs> it's where he, he goes. Technically,
1: he's insane on the memory because he's a fantastic offensive coach, but he's yeah. uh, his tears here, so just hired. I get it.
0: Yeah, he we, we 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 don't know what he'll be on the Broncos, right? Like he could. Be kind of trash without Drew Brees. Like, we don't know. Yeah. I doubt it, but I we don't know for sure. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. a 5 home team with Teddy Bridgewater, so who knows? But, all right. Yeah. Uh, Dan Campbell, uh, this may be a hot take, but yeah. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. At least good. At least uh. good. I don't see the hype. I don't see the hype, man. I don't get it. Uh, this was a team that was going, that was at one
1: point, it was like 0-10. Then they went on and beat some of the top teams in the league. I really think Campbell deserves a lot of credit because they don't have that many pieces and they were still a above 500 team and were able to dominate against very... were above 500 teams. last year. They were, they were 9-8. I
0: thought they were 7-10 last year. No, they were nine and
1: eight. They beat the uh, Packers.
0: Oh. Oh, we lost Austin. So we just lose Austin. Hold on. Oh, let, they me, love, they let me. Let me double check the it.
1: Packers and actually oh. kind of embarrassed them. So I think yeah. Campbell Austin needs good. good. <laughs> he deserves good.
0: Hold on. Hold on. Let me. Yeah. Let me double check this. Let me. All right. Fine. I'll give it to you. He was. They were nine and eight. All right. Fine. Yeah. There you go. At least yeah, you're wrong. He
1: said good.
0: <laughs> um. Next up on the list, we got Matt LaFleur. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. They, uh,
2: yeah, after last year. Yeah, mediocre for last year's only.
0: Yeah, yep. since we're doing – even before that, like, he –
2: They were looked, 3 the year before.
0: That that was all Aaron Rodgers. That wasn't him.
2: It doesn't matter. You just have to do it if you're going it like does that. It doesn't matter. What do you mean it well, No, because matter. you can't just say it's him. Regardless, we're going off of last year anyway. Because, Kyle, if it was just Aaron Rodgers, they would have been 13-3 last year.
0: Oh, fair enough. But, okay, but they also didn't have, um, they didn't have what's his fit. They didn't have Devontae last year, so. So so it wasn't
2: just Aaron Rodgers.
0: All right, fuck off, Aaron. (laughs) Fuck off, Austin. (laughs) Uh... Yes.
1: So you're saying that, that
2: they're gonna be 13 and 3 then? Is it just
0: <laughs> God I hope not? Uh, anyway, moving on. Um Jake. Dimi- Dimi- e. yes. Dimi- e. yes. yes. Ryan's. Uh, I don't know why he was only the down there. But yeah, just hide. Um, Doug Peterson.
1: I'm gonna well oh, you I'm know, close to staying insane on the memory, but I'm gonna give him good. I mean, he deserves good.
2: I'm gonna give well, him insane on the membranes.
1: I think it's I think what pushes it is the twenty seven point comeback against Justin Herbert. No,
2: it's the fact that he took the Jaguars to the playoffs and then to the divisional round
1: for me. Yeah, and they also beat like Dallas. They they were competitive against the Chiefs for some time. I, I, I think and he's a super bowl winning coach. I think he yeah, insane in the membrane. But I can see why good as well.
0: Yeah, no, he's definitely insane in the membrane. He led a pretty a, a team that we all didn't think was quite there yet last year. Uh, we didn't think the Jaguars were quite going to be what they were. So he definitely goes and sends the membrane. Um, I don't know who Shane Steichen is, so I think it's this guy. I, th- I think that's him for the Indianapolis no. Colts. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just, looking that's good. L- looking at all the other logos, and I recognize who everyone else is. So that's my guess. Um.
2: All right, well, Andy Reid. This read, is obvious. No. Yeah.
1: There's no debate. No, they won. Is
2: uh, Joe Staley's on the hot seat. Absolutely. Hundred
0: percent. Yes. I, I almost a, I, I almost had a tier below hot seat that just for Brandon Staley that was going to be called Brandon Staley should be fired. I That's would be the, okay with that. <laughs> Let's uh. <laughs> I would agree with that for sure. Uh, add below. Yep. And okay. Oh wait. Wrong. Yeah, hot pink. Hold on. Hot pink will be for this one. Yeah. Okay. Hot pink and. Daily should be... I, I have an angry
1: face. Angry <laughs> face.
0: Angry face, okay. <laughs> Why am I doing an angry face?
2: <laughs> That's a sad face.
0: Whatever, it's close enough. It works. Yeah, but then you're and... saying that we don't want
2: him to be fired.
0: No, oh my god. What's, it, what's the thing for an angry face, then? Is it the... The squiggly line. The squiggly line. No, it's, totally it's, it's, like, the less than, it's like greater than...
1: Or it's, yeah, it's greater than.
0: Greater than? Yeah.
1: yeah. I haven't
0: uh, I haven't done this kind of type this kind of uh thing since. Kyle, what?
3: it's the thing next to the letter yeah. M. And then you do the eyes. No, you do the, you do that the eyes and then that.
1: What? No. You do you do. Never mind. No way that. let just stop. just Never <laughs> mind. Okay. We're
0: I am not. I am not in my uh, middle school texting lingo. Apparently.
3: <laughs> but it's fine. Um. McVeigh mediocre. You live with a teacher, Kyle. No, no, mediocre. I, mediocre. I know
1: he's super good, but they were terrible, were terrible last year, and they lost their. They don't have a first round pick, so they didn't have one. So I got to give it to mediocre, only because they did so terrible last year.
0: Yeah, they did pretty um, pretty bad, huh?
2: I think you should put this. Uh, is take out the Staley should be fired, and just put should be fired because <laughs> the next one should be there too. He never yeah. should have gotten another job, to be honest.
1: No, he definitely shouldn't have.
2: Oh. um,
0: <laughs>
2: Mike McDaniel, this is not good. up for
0: debate. No, 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 no,
2: no, yeah, uh, no, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no. He led a team without Tua and still somehow made them to the to the playoffs, Austin. No, no, yeah, no. There's going well, no
1: like, no, uh, no, 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 top no. offense with three starting quarterbacks. Yeah, Mike McDaniel. No, no.
0: And Austin, his his uh his interviews I wanna see what he does. Nah, okay. I his to his awesome, see
2: what he actually does like if two yep. never comes back. Like but that's this what is, I
0: want. but this is what no, we're talking about last year, right? I Got know in insane the membrane. He was insane. Literally was amazing. Um Bill Belichick, hot take. Good. Um, uh, hot take a thing. Hot I, t- I, even I, more hot take.
3: I would have put it mediocre still. Belichick.
1: I gotta you gotta put him in at least good because they still coached an incredible defense. It's just
2: I'm okay with mediocre, mediocre because he did put his offense in the worst possible situation he possibly. Did. Yeah, yeah. So, so for that mediocre. alone he has to be
1: mediocre. Mediocre is definitely not that hot of a take. I love Bill Buzz. I think he's a fantastic coach, but he is not the coach for this NFL today.
0: don't get not. me wrong. If this is all time, he he's up here. But yes. No, it's after last season. season.
2: For last season, he's there. The year before yeah. that, he would have been good, and I think this year you're going to see him in insane in the membrane. To be honest, so
0: oh, yes. hot take.
2: Hot take. It's not that hot.
0: It's pretty hot. Um, next up is Dennis Allen. Uh, yeah, maybe he's for what team? The Saints. He's kind uh, of tricky one to be honest.
2: I I actually think mediocre. That's first mean, year last year, right? Yeah. yeah. I'd say mediocre. He needs at least more than him. one year. And he's following up Sean never, McVay, yeah. And quarterback
1: room wasn't great. Derek Carr is is actually an upgrade, honestly. So I think, realistically, I I think mediocre is fine for him.
0: All right, fair enough. Um, this one's not up for debate either. <laughs> I think it's fine. <laughs> I'll you be. Think high- uh, I think
1: Joe like a forty million dollars quarterback. That's great. I think
2: he's he in in the took. Hot
0: seat. He took a team that should have gone 3-13 or 3-14 and 14 last year, Austin, to the playoffs. Listen, stop should it. I, I know where he is. is. Before,
1: and only a good defense and a good, really good running back, but he took it to the
0: playoffs. I, and he,
1: he belongs
2: wherever you end up putting Bilicek, honestly, but that's fine.
0: No, he's better. No, no, no. Last, no, no, I'm, base... not,
2: I'm not saying last season. Yes, he belongs above Belichick. Yeah. But you were like, oh, he should be in the hot seat. I'm like, if you're putting Belichick there. You're putting Dave.
0: Oh, there. I was, I was joking. Like, I'm not, actually, <laughs> I'm not actually putting Bill Belichick in the hot seat. But um, the just going on last it's year totally alone, warm, like, Dave for Bill. Yeah, I think it's gonna. It's, I think it's starting to because he's just not. In, it's it's not the NFL that he. It's not his NFL anymore for Bill. Craft did
2: have but, a meeting
1: with him this offseason Bill, too. He because, just needs
2: like, to stop he needs to stop doing the drafting for the offense. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He needs no, to
0: well, like um, be our general manager anymore. Nope. Yeah, that too. In regards to Dable, though, um, he took an absolutely atrocious offense and did wonders with it last year. Like, Oh, yeah, no, he should be he, there. Even, even, if you, even if you just focus on Daniel Jones alone, Daniel Jones had a significant upgrade last year. Is that like, say, look,
2: Salah? Yes, next one's Salah. Um, hot seat? Oh, really? I'm saying hot seat only for the fact that they don't do anything this year. Well, okay, I I forgot. I can't do it for this year, but like... Next year? Last year, mediocre. mediocre. Yeah, mediocre. Yeah, like...
0: I thought he did a decent job with Zach Wilson last year. I agree. Like, he should be there, but like... With with Zach Wilson... Wilson. He had three three, uh, quarterbacks last year, right? He fought with? He had Zach Wilson, Mike Mike White, and... uh, guy whose name obviously is
1: good just because of the shit he had to deal with and they were still seven to nine and had chances to actually make it to the playoffs
0: there was a split second that they could have yeah they have a potential but uh, i i don't know about even the mediocre yeah i don't know yet no um i hate doing this i can't i i this hurts my soul but no it's it's gotta
2: be there he he made the
0: super bowl he made the super bowl steve he made he made
1: the Super Bowl, but this team made no adjustments in the second half on defense and got torched. I think doesn't matter. It doesn't Mar- matter. He made it I don't think he's the best. He's not up there with the best. He is insane in the membrane at best, for
0: sure. Nah, they're the he only two. Uh, I know. I think you have to have the two head coaches that made the Super Bowl. I think you have to. No, no. Yeah. Justin, no. what are your thoughts, Steve? You're already outvoted, but we have to get Justin to weigh in here just to see. No, Austin, what are your thoughts?
3: I can understand why we would put the two best um, for that time. I need to look up what the Eagles record was as well. It was 14-3.
1: Oh. 14-3? Yeah. yeah, they were the number one seed.
3: <laughs> <By> Got- <laughs> I, th- I can agree with Kyle and Austin, because I do remember like us always talking about how dominating the Eagles were for the NFC. Got him. Sorry, Steve, you're outvoted. <laughs> Sorry, I Steve. I
1: disagree with this. I want this on the record. I disagree with this. Um, you so you're going here, to judge
2: the entire season for them on uh, one half?
0: Yeah, come on.
1: No, no. Here's, you have to look at their schedule as well, who they played. That's decent. They I, their...
0: I say that he's not bad. I just can say oh. the memory, but he's not the best coach. Hold though. on. What? Wait a second here pretty sure they had a pretty decent schedule last year
2: it was fairly easy but they also ran through the playoffs until the chiefs yeah. and well actually they ran through the chiefs for a half so well,
1: uh, well they ran through but also the the 49ers lost their quarterback they were playing okay, wild fair back the entire game i gave them credit for that because brock pretty literally couldn't throw the ball because he was so he was in so much pain
2: well, yeah, he literally had a torn UCL and he was throwing <laughs> the ball. Um, Somehow tried, but, but... Yes, I would say, you're right about that, that we don't know what would have happened if property's not injured in that game, um, but they still were com- uh, competing with the 49ers before that happened, which was very early, but still. Um, so, yeah, I mean...
1: Alright. Nah, I uh... get getting... it. Like I do.
2: Uh,
0: Move Tom, Tomlin. Wait, good. Mike Tomlin.
2: Uh, oh yeah, last Mike Tomlin. Good. Yeah, for last year, really? Yeah. Well, well, did they make the playoffs last year? No.
0: No. no they were. I think 8-9, though.
2: Mediocre. No, they they had a winning season. They
0: right. had. They were nine and eight. Or
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's yeah. good considering their top defender was injured and they had a rookie oh. picket, not that kind of a rookie starting, and they had a winning record. Mike Tomlin. Nah, mediocre.
2: Good. You can't. Um, you can't put. Play- no, no, no! Um, you can't put the da- Mike McCarthy at mediocre and it, and and what's his uh, name above him because the other one went to the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I agree there.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm
0: like Mike Tomlin to me is very similar with Bill Belichick, a great head coach, just not for this time, this NFL right now.
1: Yeah, this last that. season. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. That's like if you're looking at the other people in. Like I don't agree that uh, Dan Campbell should even be in this category, but if you're including him in good, if you're including the others that are in good, like I don't think Mike Tomlin fits mm-hmm. that role, especially if we're leaving out Mike McCarthy, who as Austin said did make the playoffs. Like right, oh, yeah, we're, um, we're kind
2: of giving, honestly, with Dan Campbell, we're giving him the oh the like he's done better with the Lions, but like honestly, they were he wasn't good or bad, but with the other coach we put actually, there, he was should be in
0: mediocre.
1: There, but, I, um, I I will propose an amendment at the end of this, uh, but we'll we'll continue. On. But I have an all right. amendment.
0: All right, so right sounds would. good. We'll deal with the amendment after. Uh, Pete Carroll. Yeah. Uh, be good. Uh,
2: well, actually, yeah, and same with, what, what he had last year. Honestly, yeah. be a membrane, fine
0: I could I, I could be okay with that. That makes sense. Like yeah, no, it's just you know like record. What they, say they were feeling? They weren't going to win a football game last
1: year.
2: And they he, they he
0: did make Geno Smith look good enough to get a contract extension. And they played so, well I mean.
2: against. The 49ers, too. Like, they didn't roll over. Yes. Yeah. yeah, well, That's fair. Like they, they, right. they were never really in that game fully, but, um, yeah. Fair enough. They didn't even yeah. let it have to a big I, actually, You're game. right. They did leave uh, lead at halftime. I that I remember. Yeah, you're right. They were up on them. We thought they were going to beat them. All right.
0: Put Todd and It should be. Oh. Okay.
2: So, yeah. Hot Seat it should be fired for like, yeah. the
0: same thing here. Hold on a second. Okay. <laughs> These are the same things. <laughs>
2: that's no, no, why. Hot that's- Seat
1: is. No, Hot Seat is. They, they have one chance a season. Should be fired. Is they shouldn't be a coach to begin with.
2: Very fine. Well they shouldn't be coaching right now. Like they could, they were fine to be the coach when they started, but now they shouldn't even be. They should have been fired already.
1: No, really. Um, I think Dave Dayball is better as a defensive coordinator. I, I think not as a head coach. Last yeah. year was abysmal for the Bucks, considering the talent that they had. They should have been a lot better than they were. And somehow and they made the
0: playoffs. <laughs> but yeah, they
1: did with a losing record because they won one game against the Panthers.
0: Yeah, somehow. Uh very They're interesting us. though. So Mike seats fair. Mike Vabrel v- Vrabel, I mean. Um yeah. Yeah, mediocre yeah, for last did. year. Yeah, they going make the playoffs.
1: We know he's a good coach, but last year just wasn't their year.
0: Yeah, no. Um for some reason Kyle Shanahan is this far low. Uh Kyle Shanahan. He's insane in uh, yeah. the membrane.
1: He's insane yep. in the membrane. I actually would even argue the best considering Brock they had a rookie quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant. Who was in the seventh, sixth, or seventh round, and they made the last
2: pick of the draft.
1: The last pick yeah. of the draft.
2: I, I'm okay with him going in the best. That was a good. I think season. He's definitely they were the because they were yeah. what one game behind the Eagles for yeah. the top seed, so one or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they were one. I'm pretty sure. I'm they were sure one. they
0: were one. Yeah,
1: thirteen to four.
2: I think. So yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah, I, it's the best. I mean, Brock already the last pick of the draft, and also, I mean. It's it's just that it's just an insane roster, and that offense is when it's run by Cal Shanahan is great. So yeah, I've got to give him that.
0: Uh, Ron Rivera, um, hot seat. Yeah, I agree. It's time hot seat because
1: he is a, a he he's brought teams to the playoffs in the Super Bowl before, and the team was not great last year. So I'll give him hot seat.
2: Also, he can't stop using cancer as an excuse. No, I'm just kidding. He probably never used that. Oh. <laughs> oh. Welcome Kevin, to the last uh, episode, guys. And uh,
0: <laughs> last one's Kevin O'Connell.
2: Uh, Is he for the Vikings? He... No. No. He not won. after last year. was his first year. year. Oh, not first
0: after
1: year. last
3: year. Yeah,
2: well,
1: it was nice. good, because, good because they were absolutely great in the regular season because they actually went from losing close games to winning close games. But uh, that playoff, was oh, my God. Okay,
2: did. That was his first year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah so he's got to be in the good. You could even yeah. say, in, I'd be okay if you wanted to argue and say in saying the memory, considering it was his first year and they were, what, 13 to yeah. four? So I'm okay, I'm with, okay that. with that. I'm okay with
1: that, too. I agree, hey, actually. I mean, I'm sorry. Took, you, I mean, you took a team that couldn't win a close game to winning close games almost in the dominant, like, almost undefeated. And
2: somehow winning that, that, was that pretty game was Like, what?
1: Yeah, I mean, with Kirk Cousins, too, you know who can definitely be great, but also be your heel. Also, we can't forget the fucking 33-point comeback against the Colts, too.
3: Mm -hmm. Yep. That's stupid. That That actually... And Sam's
1: membrane is actually really fair for him. So I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Yes, but that's
3: also a quarterback that that? has choked many times.
1: True. I but, mean, yes.
3: Yes, but, but I was still very impressed with that game too. Is
1: still fucking thirty-three points. That is a lot. It,
2: that actually makes him better if his quarterback does choke and they go thirteen and four.
0: No. Uh. Anyway, I think that's a pretty decent list to be honest. Yep. I like it.
1: My proposed right. amendment. Yeah. One thing we did forget: when Dak Prescott was injured, the Cowboys went five and one with Cooper Rush and played a very competitive game. Against the Eagles and actually were in position Ugh. to win. I actually Fine. think McCarthy yeah, is good sense. so that Tomlin um, can be moved up to good.
2: No. Uh, no. no. Sorry, you're still outvoted um, for Mike Tomlin. <laughs> but you do have to move um, the Lions, uh, Dan Campbell down. Not like down, but like behind McCarthy.
0: Yeah, because McCarthy's have a better record.
1: Yeah.
0: If that's the case, then I'll do this.
1: Yeah, yeah I, you gotta give it to
0: Pete. Like and, I, oh 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 uh I mean it was his first year, so yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll give him that, give him that. Even uh how even here about Doug Peterson because you know the dark were really rough at the
2: beginning. Um yeah. Right there's fine, there. Right Anyone Bye. else I'm moving? <laughs> we good? Um I think Belichick's in the best. Um stop it. All right, that's it.
0: Fine. Uh, we're done with that. All right. Does anyone else have anything they would like to do? Oh, I do have one. Fun, I do have a uh, fun question to end it. But before yeah, I yeah, do, yeah, yeah. It before it I do the fun question, it's not trivia. Before, before I do the fun suck. question, does anyone have anything else they want to discuss?
1: Uh, football is coming back in less than a month, guys. It, Woo! I'm so excited. Ah, finally. Woo! Finally, an amazing thing I can watch and piss off my fiance. All right.
0: <laughs> and. <laughs> All right, so if you guys could take your favorite player that is not currently on your favorite team, who would you take and why? They have to be Oh, though. so a
1: player who isn't a
0: Patriot. No, who is not a Patriot. Yep. So any 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 current they have to be currently playing, so you can't like make Tom Brady come out of retirement. So just just getting that out of the way, they have to be currently playing. I did ask uh, <laughs> you know, I, I could see Justin and Austin's wheels turning. Uh, <laughs> so, I would right. say... Uh, I think he is considered hurt at the moment, but that's fair. I'll allow it because he's still playing. So, like, Cooper Cup, that's a fair one. I mean...
2: Kyle, I was going to say Derek Jeter, by the way, but that's okay.
0: Okay, that's fair. But... Um, it could be any a, sport. It can be any sport, by the way. It doesn't have to, is just there be Someone support. who
1: I would add to the Patriots.
0: Yes, who you would add? To, Ooh.
1: Ooh. Who you would add to your oh.
0: favorite team? And your favorite player that's not currently on your favorite team.
1: Oh, I re- I have I have mine. All
0: right, go ahead, Steve. Steve. go for it. I right, uh, I mean, this is a simple
1: answer. Of course, uh, Patrick Mahomes. This dude's insane. I would love him on our team because he's a coach uh, of his own. And I think as a guy himself, considering this, you know, his wife who is.
0: You now, want his you want his wife and his brother wearing Patriots no, gear, I dancing think, on the sideline, dumping, no, dumping uh, beer on Patriots. I'll check, I'll Patriots check and make
1: sure they're not allowed at the stadium. <laughs> I
2: don't know. I respect uh, for
1: Patrick Mahomes because of his wife going off after everybody during the playoffs, But also with Jackson
2: Mahomes. Nah, or if it was 100%. if we were talking football for me, it would be uh, cold as ice, Joe Burrow. But I yeah. was going to go with uh, Shohei.
0: That's, that is totally fair. Give Shohei. me the best player Shohei. to
2: be on the best organization. Basically.
0: Shohei and pinstripes would make sense. Uh, for me, as a Rangers fan, I would 100% have Connor McDavid uh, in the Rangers uniform. The best player in the NHL, 100%. That I would want be him. a running back.
1: He would kill it.
2: Okay, wait, Rangers? Wait. Yeah, sure. Yes. So for the most of us, I'll pick like the best player because it's just like obviously mm. if you're going to pick some bigger player. But yep. I want us all to pick our most favorite to watch, like the most fun person to watch that we're just like, dang, this guy's like a highlight mm-hmm. reel or something like that. Okay. Let's, let's uh, all narrow
0: it down. Let's all narrow it down to one sport,
2: though. So okay.
0: Our favorite, sure, fo- our football. favorite NFL player that's not on our favorite team. Who would we would add?
2: Right, but the most fun, not our favorite, but uh, yeah, like, okay. Like most the most, but like the one most that's the fun? most fun. Okay. All right, Kyle. I could be mistaken.
0: Sure. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Absolutely. Okay. I, I Justin, just Daniel Jones throwing bombs to Justin Jefferson, who can catch yeah. almost anything. I would pay. For, absolutely love that. Just, uh, Justin,
2: Justin.
3: I haven't watched um, Justin Jefferson as much. I know he is super good. I would be with Steve with Patrick Mahomes on that, just because I have seen yeah. more of okay. his plays.
2: You didn't say that first, so no, that's fine with me. If, you, if you're saying that's the most fun to watch, okay. Um, Steve,
1: Steve. I gotta honestly, I'm going for the Chiefs, but I think I just love a really good tight end, and this is one tight end that. And make any rest of your receiving core fantastic. I gotta give it to Travis Kelsey, because he's just a lot of fun as a player, too. Like, as a person, his podcast is fantastic with his brother, but...
2: It is really funny. That
0: is really funny, uh, yeah.
1: I don't even know how, but I just see this dude just... the who will just kind of run in the middle, and he just won't get covered. I don't know how. He's, like, one of the few players that I just... Nobody just covers him,
0: and it's great. All right, Austin.
2: Well, I would love to see what Bilicek and... Was well, now, especially Bill O'Brien, would do with somebody like this. Um, so give me Tyreek Hill.
1: Yo, I'd love
2: to see Mac with him. Cheetah. Yep. That would be interesting. Catch.
1: We'd be great. I mm-hmm.
0: love how none of us pick a defensive player either. No, like, we don't need yeah. it.
2: We don't need well, it's not player. the most fun to watch anymore because they can't do anything anyways. That's fair. Michael Parsons
1: would be a good option, though. Michael Parsons have, is
2: fun to watch, but like.
1: But Belichick
0: would have a steal
1: yeah. day with
2: Michael Parsons. He would. I, would.
0: I would love Sauce Gardner, though. Yeah. I would
2: yeah, love he, Sauce Gardner. I like I, think, I think Christian Gonzalez be- is going to be Sauce Gardner this year, so I'm not too worried about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you guys have good corners. I don't.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's your team's fault, so. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Bradbury, oh, no. He's in the
0: Eagles. Oh,
2: he wasn't even that good. Stop it. <laughs> he is now. Um, there was a reason
0: we cut him.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then... Oh, no. oh never mind. Wait, no who was Super Bowl. Yeah, Who's he, had an inter- yeah. Inter-
0: he had an interception against
2: oh, us in right. the division Mike, game. Can't. I can't believe the Dolphins signed Eli Apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, can't I can't have have it. It. what do you think of Apple?
1: are on the market. That's all you can really do.
0: I just love it.
2: I like, love Eli difference. Apple. I
0: love Eli Apple gets a lot of hate, but I love Eli Apple because he I, sucks. I, I kind of want him to come suck. back. He doesn't suck that either, bad. He sucks. He's either he a very suck. solid corner
1: or he's just gonna get burnt. Like there are games he
2: like,
0: gets like, burnt bad. He's like, he mediocre Austin, but he's not he doesn't suck. Like he's
2: mediocre. He's he'll give you 10
0: really good games, but then
1: he'll yeah, get burnt. He
2: needed like, your... one time to give a pass defense and they win the Super Bowl. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, he if you're a so. Bengals fan, you don't like him, and I don't either. He's an idiot. Uh, anyway, so I just love Mike McDaniel's response to that, though, in the press conference. What do you think of app, like the uh, the phone? Did you see? Oh, the, Eli. Apple.
0: Did you see uh, Mike, uh, Mike McDaniel's response to uh, depth charts?
2: No. No, I didn't see that one. Uh,
0: so Mike uh, was asking, him, how do you like uh, your depth chart? He's like, I hate him. I have to remember each player on my roster and make sure they're listed on the depth chart. I was like, sometimes I don't even put them in the right order. Like for fun, I did my test uh, depth chart and I put Tyreek Hill last in the depth chart. It's <laughs> not <laughs> like, a
1: coach where it's like, oh, dude, it's so much work. Being coach yeah. is really tough, but like, I'll do it. I mean, I have to.
2: He's such, a, he's, he's such a
0: bro. I love Mike he McDaniel. Like, he's so funny.
1: <laughs> I'm excited he's... for more of Mike McDaniel this season, for sure.
0: I agree. Like, he actually makes the Dolphins fun to watch, and I'm not usually yes. a Dolphins I fan. Dolphins. I know. I'm not usually a Dolphins fan, but he makes them Luckily, funny. I'm going to
1: be in Jacksonville territory, so that's fine with me.
0: <laughs> yeah, you being in Jacksonville is going to be weird. I love like, keep sending f- you flor- I keep sending you Florida memes. It makes it fun. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: uh, but anyway, we're as long so- as you're not the holder, man. We're still recording, so I think it's time that uh, we wrap this up here. Uh, thank you so much for watching. We appreciate you. Don't forget to like and follow us on all of our socials, including X, uh, Instagram, threads, YouTube, YouTube Facebook. Twitter X. Twitter mm-hmm. X. I think Elon Musk will jump through the camera and strangle me if I actually call it Twitter X. So uh, follow us on Just X uh, if you wish. Uh, Do we thank actually you so have a threads? We do have a Threads. We do have a Threads. I don't think we use it, but we have one. But anyway, thank you so much for watching. We appreciate you, and we hope you have a great rest of your night. Peace. Be kind to someone.